Welcome to the Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. Each fortnight on Mondays, we interview a local expert from a different cropping region to provide you with a regional weeds-focused update. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Regional Update. On today's episode, we're heading to the Western region to get an update from Farmanco agronomist Brent Pritchard, who is based in Albany. Brent recently featured in one of our WeedSmart articles on managing fence line weeds off the back of some research into glyphosate-resistant cape weed, which Brent actually found at a farm near Borden in Western Australia. So in light of that, we'll get a regional update from Brent, as well as discussing some of the strategies for managing fence line weeds. Brent does join us now. How are you going, Brent? Yeah, good, Jessica. Busy time of the year, but uh, I'm sure all other agronomists and farmers, well, in WA anyway, are, are flat out at the moment. Yes, yeah, certainly. So, Brent, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, like you said, it is a busy period, so we really appreciate it. We are going to get a regional update from you today. Can you give us a bit of a run-through of what conditions your region has been experiencing? Yeah, the area that I cover has had a fairly significant summer rain, anywhere between sort of 40 to a bit over 100 mils now for the year to date. And some areas had uh, quite considerable rain in November last year as well. So uh, we've had probably three to four lots of uh, summer weed germinations at the moment. And uh, with this last lot, good traditional south coast drizzle it's dropped the soil temperature and we're getting a lot of winter weeds germinating at the moment as well yeah so let's talk a little bit more in detail about those weed pressures that you're getting uh, what are the weeds that are coming up and how are you dealing with them general summer weeds so kerosene grass melons uh, mint weed or goose foot bit of jersey cud weed roly-poly things like that the summer weeds with Early on, uh, we did a lot, lot of weed seeking because they were fairly patchy. We have tried some drone imaging and uh, to reduce the herbicide application across the whole field, and that's been uh, mixed results. But yeah, certainly the the weed seeker technology has has worked exceptionally well. Winter weeds that are germinating now, yeah, a little bit more tricky as they start to become stressed. I've got a shallower root system not designed as well for the for the hot temperatures of this current week that we're in. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, thanks for that overview. And now, Brent, as you know, Weed Smart, we promote the big six principles. Just more generally over the last year, maybe, or over the recent times, what are some of the big six principles which have been making a dent in weed numbers in your region? Probably the biggest has been stop weed seed set and that's either through crop topping or harvest weed seed control. Both those have probably made the biggest impact. Traditionally I suppose we've always used pretty good crop competition further south. Uh, we tend not to have seeding bars on wide race racing so they tend to be narrower nine and a half, ten inch split boot seeding boots so getting paired row seeding and increased or higher seeding rate has certainly added to that harvest weed seed control. So probably those three things are the big ones. And as always, though, we tend to have every year an opportunity to do a double knock. So that's fairly standard practice. Uh, last year was a bit different with a severe lack of rain through April and May. But uh, generally, yeah, 
double knock, so I practised. Good to hear, Brent. Now, you did mention just before that stressed weeds are becoming a bit of an issue. Are there any other issues or any other things you'd like to highlight when it comes to weed control for growers in your region and any tips you'd like to share with them in dealing with them? Yeah, generally getting on top of them early. Uh, Traditionally, I suppose, in the lower Great Southern, we've had plentiful rain through the April, April, May period, which makes it fairly easy to control weeds, but uh, just letting them get too large. So the last few years we've had cape weed especially germinating early uh, in March or even February, and by the time if we don't kill it early in that first sort of four, four or five weeks of growth, then they become just about impossible to kill because they have very little leaf area, big root system, and uh, yeah, we'll go through most of our knockdowns. Yeah, that yeah, makes similar sense. similar to uh, transplants of uh, 20 or 30 years ago where we used to do full cut. Right. Okay, well, Brent, thank you for that. Um, let's change focus and look at Cape weed resistance uh, that we mentioned in the intro of the podcast. So we mentioned that the Cape weed that you collected was in an area, it was in an uncropped drainage area where it had been routinely sprayed with glyphosate and it had then invaded an adjacent field. And this Cape weed was found to be glyphosate resistant by RE researcher Dr. Yassine Khalil. So can you just tell us a little bit more about this issue Brent? Yeah so probably oh, five, five, six years maybe even longer we've been fighting this population and yeah as with a lot of things you don't uh, expect glyphosate resistance in a population. I was actually starting to think it was uh, group I especially clopyrrolid resistant but prior to that I suppose yeah traditional fire break spraying uh, glyphosate, glyphosate, glyphosate without uh, adding too much in. Last probably 10 years, probably added some more residual type products like Dioron or Atrazine, things like that, left over in the shed. But the trouble with doing that is that they're not a knockdown um, herbicide, and if the glyphosate's not working, they're still not going to kill the weeds that are present on the fire break. So these cape weeds, yeah, slowly invaded the paddock. And we've tried many, many methods to control them. Predominantly, as I mentioned earlier, the elantral type product being historically very strong on cape weed. But my feeling is, if listeners look at the photos from the RE Insight on it, then yeah, the lack of biomass and the slow growth of the cape weeds probably inhibited the elantral activity and most other post-emergent herbicides on the Cape Weed. Yeah. I'll provide the links for those two articles, the Fence Line 1 and the RE Insight as well. But it is really common for farmers to spray those fence lines as a way to control weeds growing along them. Is there anything else that farmers can do to avoid these resistance issues aside from uh, what you've already mentioned, Brent? Yeah, my top methods are try and plant your crop across the fire breaks, but you have to spray it out early. So you don't want a knee-high cereal or dead cereal that doesn't create a fire break so that forces you to spray your fire breaks earlier and by planting your crop you're also getting a whole range of herbicides as well as crop competition for any weeds that are going to grow there so yeah plant and then uh, then spray it out 
as far as the um, fire break goes. If you're not going to do that, then double knock your fire breaks. So come through with, with your glyphosate mixes and then come back with a paraquat mix. So using a range of herbicides, also your highly residual herbicides that are at a broad spectrum and different modes mode of action, uh, such as urigan. In some areas, the imis work uh, really well. So if you haven't or not using imidazolamone type herbicides in your cropping system, then they can be a good change for your firebreak. And there's a lot of new Group G chemistry coming out, which will also give us a great residual and help with the knockdown of the weeds present. But just like in our paddock, getting onto them early so that you're not spraying large weeds in spring is probably the biggest key. Yeah, really important message, Brent. And before we wrap things up, is there any other broader tips you'd like to offer growers for this time of year in your region? Yeah, just for us, at the moment, it's a great start and um, take the seeding opportunities when they arise. But you can only do that if you've got your weeds under control. So long-term strategy, keep your weed burden down and that allows you to seed when you want to. Great advice. Thank you so much, Brent. No worries.